What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to episode 45 of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Dude, your mic's dialed in right now. You sound <laughs> fucking sultry over there. Crushed it. What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to your Friday. This week on the show, we're going to recap the Greasy Dozen. We'll give you the latest on our chopper problems. And I might even bore you with some more welding talk. <laughs> but first... Who else in the industry has been supported by builders and riders since 1969? You know who it is? Motherfucking Paco. Motherfucking Paco <laughs> is right. God damn. They've been celebrating 50 years of building cool ass shit that you guys need to get your fucking chopper dreams and take them into a reality. So head on over to at Paco Parts on Instagram to check out what they're up to and head over to Paco.com. For all your fucking chopper goodies. And your non-chopper goodies. They got shit for everybody. Next up, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Chicken Rick. Chopshit.com. Bringing you clothing for garage builders and makers and some of the finest handmade parts that you can get. They've got Old Man Motor shit. You just heard Old Man Motors on here a couple weeks ago. Just started stocking some of that business over at Chopshit. Uh, stainless taillights from Hit McJerk Customs straight out of fucking Australia that's the best place to get it yeah stateside that's pretty impressive that is Chicken Rick's doing big things big shout out to fucking Chicken Rick and Chopshit.com clothing stickers pins patches all that fun shit head on over to Chopshit.com check that shit out and last but not least we got Chopcult.com the fucking hub where it all goes down. They got weekly features, different bikes, all the cool shit that's getting built around the country. They got it for you in one easy-to-read feed. They got great forums. So all you people like us who are struggling through builds can get your ass (laughs) through it. Maybe get some of those bikes riding for summer. They've got event (laughs) listings where you can check out all of what's going on in your area. And we'll do our best to keep you updated on that shit, too. But... Big thanks to them for helping us stay on top of all that. They got classified sections. Guys, if you listen to this podcast, you probably buy a lot of parts off of other people. Get all your parts in one easy-to-read section. That's chopcult.com. Hit them the fuck up. For sure, for sure, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's enough of the business. I think we're ready to roll on here. This is going to be a heavy week for the shout-outs and for the kicks in the dick. I already know it's going to be a... God, the shout-outs are plentiful. They are. Do you want to start it? Uh, yeah, let me get to... Let's see. Who was the first shout-out? Um, first shout-out I want to get to is fucking Lowbrow Customs. Yeah, buddy. They uh, grabbed a picture of the stepchild, shared that to the page on Sunday. Uh, so I appreciate oh, it. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't see that, man. I got to check that out. Yeah, so shout out to Lobra. I appreciate you, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out, and this list is going to be a little long, so we'll just go through and we'll alternate here. But um, first shout out to at Worcester Bike Works. Met this dude over the weekend at um, the Greasy Dozen, and we fucking chatted hours. Super fucking cool dude. Had a great time. You're probably going to be hearing from him on the show. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. We still got to do all the scheduling and all that, but um, hopefully you guys get to hear from him because I got to kick it with him over the weekend and super awesome. Word. Cool. 
Uh, my next one is to motherfucking Psychosource. Um, Damn, big name shout outs for you this week. Yeah. I feel like I <laughs> Fucking Psychosource. Uh, if you guys aren't fucking hip to it already, they do uh, Chop Talk every Thursday, 9 p.m. on their Facebook. I believe it's on YouTube as well. Okay. And I think Instagram as well. But uh, yeah, check them out. It's uh, they always got. It's pretty much like what we do, but it's visual. And yeah, check it out. It's pretty fucking badass. Hell yeah, man! Uh, next one we got Emma, not Goldman. Got to catch up with her. So jealous. I know she's awesome. <laughs> Super cool chick. She rolled in on the fucking savage. Got the one longer. The thing is badass. It's got one of the most intense sissy bars I've ever seen. That thing is fucking. Solid as a motherfucker. And she welded it on herself. Fuck. Yeah. We actually had a long talk about how it's like a fucking half circle at the top, and she had to do all these little pie cuts to piece it together. Oh, shit. And how you, like, try to find the fucking angles to, to make the full 180. It's it's a lot of fucking work piecing it together that way. But uh, cool bike, cool chick. It was nice to finally meet you in person. I know she's written in a bunch of times. Kudos to her for building that fucking thing. Absolutely. And she had a sniper tent just like you, bud. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was nice. It might have been nicer than yours. Yeah, mine's ghetto as fuck. Yeah, this one was this was looking pretty new. She did that full build herself? Yeah. Wow. She's been working on it. She got a little garage space, and uh, I think it's a one-car one garage area, so it's like it's tight, tight quarters, but she's getting it done. Good for her. Yeah. I know some would say that uh, doing... <laughs> <laughs> Doing a uh, savage build is pretty tough, so <laughs> it's definitely nice to. I appreciate that you're in there fucking grinding away and showing up, riding on two fucking wheels, getting it done. So yeah, shout out to her. Who you got up next? Um, I don't know. I left a lot of the ones for Greasy Dozen to you because you got to meet a lot of people. You could throw one out there if you want, and if I have anything else to say, I could just throw it at the end. Um, all right, I want to do this one. To the crazy gentleman, this dude is... He's the man. Yeah, he is the fucking man. I'm so upset that I did not make it to Greasy Dozen to be at the fucking party with him. Uh, we'll definitely make up for it a deadbeat. But, yeah, if you guys don't follow him, definitely follow him. He does a fuckload of riding, and uh, super solid dude, so... Hell yeah, yeah, he was a fucking, it was awesome partying with him. He did a fucking burnout on, on the that Indian? goddamn Indian rental. <laughs> you see that, I was like, he's going to blow that fucking thing up. Dude, it was, yeah, he had that shit pinned up against the stump and was just getting on it. Good for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll save more of those stories for when we jump into that section, but yeah, that guy's a fucking man. We got uh, Old Tugboat, so that's old underscore Tugboat. Met this guy at uh, Greasy Dozen as well, and it's fucking super awesome dude. Came, hung out at the tent for a little bit. We just shot the shit, ate some fucking freshly cooked hot dogs, had, a, had the little charcoal grill going. Yeah, and we kicked it for a couple of hours. Nice. Super awesome. He went on the uh, El Diablo run oh, twice. Fuck. Yeah. He that said it gets is, crazy down in Mexico. Yeah, that's my bucket list fucking event to go to. I want to do that more than I want to make it to Born Free. I would agree. I feel like that'd be more of an more of an adventure. You right. know, he said it's a shit show. Like people, like they, they fucking. It's time to go. Have you seen everybody the, peels the have fuck you seen out? Have you seen the movie on it? 
I think Lowbrow did a movie on it. Or somebody did a I movie think I on saw it. part of it. It's super fucking crazy. Yeah, it seems like a fucking wild ride. I think. So that leaves out of Southern Cali and then heads into... Down into Mexico. To, yeah, Mexico border. Yeah, it's, it's fucking sick. Yeah, he said he had a fucking blast at that shit. Whole different world down there. So yeah, shout out to uh, Old Tugboat. It's fucking good meeting you, homie. Um, shout out to... I still don't know how to say this. D-Bybel? <laughs> How the fuck do you say your name, man? This is the one that was fucking trying to get me uh, look it up first thing in the morning at uh, Keen Swap Meet. I, this is the one. I seen this dude, the fucking pictures of him at the Swap Meet doing the fucking burnout on the oh, yeah, Grom. the Rochester one, yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how you say the name, but I always want to call him the Bible. He is what you look for when you go to chopper shows. You're like, <laughs> you find him, guaranteed you're having a good fucking time. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, so, yeah, he hit us up with a show that I'm... Definitely fucking hidden. Um, I'm not putting the... <laughs> I don't think we can put it out there, yeah, right? Not putting the fucking info out there, but if you guys don't know about it, you're not cool enough. But, uh, yeah, we'll fucking <laughs> see you there, homie. We're going to tear it up. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, next one, we've got... This is a double shout-out to Cody and Kevin at Keebler Customs. It's... K-E-I-B-L-E-R, and then it's Customs with a K. So these these guys built a, um, I want to say K, KTM 400. It was like a dirt bike. So it was one of the, you can find it, just go on at Keebler Customs, and you can see the bike that they built. They were one of the builders for the Greasy Dozen. And the bike they built was fucking sick. I got to chop it up with them the night of the show itself. And they actually also showed up in the parking lot while we were fucking getting the side check worked on. Before the show. So I got to kick it with them both places and super knowledgeable guys got a a decked out trailer with the whole, it's a whole fucking shop in a trailer. No shit. It's nuts. Got all the cabinets, the fucking countertops, everything is like fucking organized and shit. So super cool dudes. Big shout out to Cody and Kevin. We're looking to get them on the podcast as well because Kevin was saying he wants to do a whole segment on electrical and wiring. So if that's some shit you guys want to hear about. Blow up their page, tell them you want to hear them on here, and then blow up our page, and they're going to fucking come on. Yeah, we're having them either way, so fuck you guys. <laughs> just blow, yeah, just blow up their page for fun. All right. Um, I'll do a shout-out to motherfucking Fat Man Custom Motors for Who's that? making me not be the only shitbag that didn't go to Crazy Dozen. <laughs> and <laughs> we actually kicked it pretty much all weekend. I went up to his camp Saturday. Oh, we, shit, uh, really? Yeah, we had some beers, hung up by the fire. He drank two bottles of moonshine. Ooh, getting it. Yeah, he definitely got, yeah, he got, he got it done. He got it done. Um, we were supposed to meet up the next morning to hit a swap meet. It was a car swap meet. And, uh, yeah, he overslept, so I just met up with Maddie, motherfucking Fosmobile. Oh, shit. And Chopper Bob. We found some cool shit there. Went back to the shop. And Fat Man met me there, and then we went back to my house, had a fucking cookout Sunday, so. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it was a good time. That's fucking awesome. Uh, we got, which one to do next? We got, so Jeff, I did not get your last name, but Jeff from Douche LaRouche. So we met at the, uh, obviously, the fucking last day, the camp out. We're sitting around a bonfire and a bunch of 
hay bales that are surrounding this thing. And we're just sitting, and I was talking to somebody else and mentioned that I was from New Hampshire. And Jeff heard my voice, recognized it from the show, and asked if we were related to those podcast guys. And <laughs> lo and behold, we had a fucking awesome conversation. Dude lived uh, about all his time living in New York on the Lower East Side. Oh, does he fucking, think everybody in New Hampshire is related? <laughs> I think he just heard the voice and knew that uh, he's like, yeah, I thought it sounded familiar. So, yeah, Jeff from Douche LaRouche, you're the fucking man. Thanks for sharing your stories around the fire. It was awesome fucking meeting you and your wife. And we'd love to have you guys come on to tell those same stories on the podcast. I think that people would love to hear them. So, for sure. Big shout out to you and Douche LaRouche in general for being a fucking cool ass group of people. Yeah. Actually, send us a fucking message and let's get that fucking set up. I got his number, yeah, so we could talk that way too. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. You want to take the next one? Um, shout out to. Gonna grab another beer. Big House Moto Films. Um, <laughs> they're actually the ones that. Fuck. <laughs> um, they're the ones who. What the fuck video did they put? I don't know. They put some video up of. Uh, I think they're the ones who did the one of uh, the Bible doing the fucking burnout. The Bible. <coughs> but yeah, they do uh, videos and shit. The dance. No. Oh, I'll ask the same people. Alright. Alright, it could be. Who fucking knows? Oh, that one was like... <laughs> that was a crispy one. That was. It's a crispy um, boy. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same people. I don't think so. But uh, they also want to come on the show and do a couple video things for us, so... Damn, we're going to have to start getting the fucking schedule in. Goddamn. Now yeah. we got a line. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um, oh, wait. Did I, am, I, am I interrupting? Did you have more on that? Nope. Okay. Uh, I want to shout out Curry Sir at C-U-R-R-Y-S-U-R-R. So Curry built a panhead for Greasy Dozen. And Greasy Dozen definitely had a theme. There was a lot of Cafe Racer style bikes. Um, and it was, so I think the only, there were two choppers. And this panhead that I saw was just, you, you see that thing at a show and it's just, that is your style. That is the one that you love. And that panhead was awesome. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't like overly shiny or anything like that. It was just the perfect amount of everything. So shout out to Curry Sir and for building a fucking killer bike. Fuck yeah. And my last shout out is to Badfish Customs. There you go. You got to get this one in there. Motherfucking Whiskey Eye for producing two gorgeous fucking chops. And fucking carting their asses all the way to Greasy Dozen. Absolutely. Kudos to you motherfuckers. And big shout out to them because that like the two of them being in that show was the reason that so many of us rolled out there. Not that it's not a cool show and, and worthy of going to regardless, but like if they hadn't gotten picked and built those bikes, I don't know if I would have been there. Right. It was just awesome to be able to have extra reason to so follow them out the there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And just to hang with them for the weekend. Right. It was a fucking awesome thing. And that so basically the whole weekend came together because they're good at building bikes. So thank you to you guys. That's all I got for shout outs. Um, Can you hand me wipe on the table on the mic? Yeah, definitely. It sounds smooth though. Uh, I'll just give a shout out to Dirty Builds too for being some fucking cool ass people to hang with. Not that you guys don't already know that. You've heard their episode on here. 
And if you haven't, go back and listen to it. But spent the whole weekend with uh, Lone Murray and Nicked and Chipped and their wives. And it was a fucking blast. Had a great time. And then I'll give one more shout out too to my wife for being down to sit in a car with me for like 12 to 14 hours both ways while I drag her to these fucking chopper shows and chopper parties and, all, and work on my bike pretty much the entire time while I'm there. <laughs> She's a very patient woman. And I love you, babe. Cool. So we got... I think we're ready for these kicks in the dick. Did we leave anything out? Mm, I don't think so. I think we're in a good spot. All well, right. Let's fucking do it. Rolling straight into those motherfucking kicks in the dick. Motherfucking box. Kicking the dick or a boot in the box. Tired of your boss yelling at you because he's got a jacked up truck, a tiny dick, a wife he hates, two kids that don't listen to him? Let everybody know how you really fucking feel with this week's daily dose of hate. Kicking the dick, boot in the box. Alright, motherfuckers. Let's fucking roll those kicks in the dick. Like that, you want to start us off? Mm Mm-mm. All right, then I'll kick this off. <laughs> I'll do the second one. All right. We got Dejong Mike. There's an underscore in there. you got to figure out where it is. We don't read those underscores. God. Corporate kick in the nads for not paying me fast enough so I can get my shovel project off this damn lift. That does blow. I don't know if he's just waiting on that next paycheck or... I'm having te- technical difficulties over here. Uh-oh. I'm only showing 11 comments and it says we have 39. So <laughs> I'll read the ones you don't read. This is gonna be a tough one. <laughs> uh, Bleem underscore forty five. I'd like to punt John Deere in the coin purse, packing a hundred pounds worth of shit in a five pound sack. Uh, on all on all of their skid steers, it's a fucking nightmare having to tear the whole machine apart to complete the smallest fucking task. Oh, because everything's just in the fucking way of fixing it. It's just crammed in the back of it. Oh, that fucking blows. Thanks, John Deere. (laughs) We got Full With Wood, the motherfucking captain of Florida and also shrimp connoisseur, says, I want to kick Harley right in the dick for making this crank pulley so hard to get off. 20 minutes of heat on it and only got it off about an inch and a half before I twisted my puller. I've removed these before with ease, but I've realized that on these iron heads, at least one guy ahead of me went through this hassle, and apparently I'm that one guy on this fucking motor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sucks. That does suck. Uh, Chopped underscore sporting. Big roundhouse kick to my own dick for not finishing my bike yet. While everyone is out riding and enjoying their bikes, mine sits half done. Gotta get this thing fucking done. I hear That is so fucking true. <laughs> We've got 71 Butcher. Hoof to the front butt to those who owe me cash. Short and sweet. Pay the man. All right. You want me? I got okay. old score. Uh, old score. Old underscore man underscore motors. That's Kicking a, a dick to Harley for always putting the rear axle bolt to the exhaust side. Oh. True. You just flip that bad bitch right around. Done. Yeah, right? There can't be anything wrong with that. All right. We've got not hippie approved. I want to send out a big old kick in the dick to all this rain and cold weather. 
I'll tell you what, it was hot as fuck down in Ohio. Did it not rain? It rained for like four or five minutes. Oh shit! On what? Yeah, when Have we you were seen out the weather there. there lately? Yeah, I heard there was a fucking crazy hurricane right after we left. Like tornadoes, flash flooding. You know what I think hurricanes. it was? Is all the burnouts churned up the air so much? It could have happened. With all that fucking hot rubber threw that fucking state into a state of emergency. What do we got next? Uh, voodoo slug. Kicking the nads to boutique ass engraving websites. De- what boutique. the fuck? Boutique, yeah. Uh, websites that want to charge 80 bucks for a little chasing hammer? What the fuck is that? I don't know. I don't know what that is either. Uh, apparently, it's not a good deal. <sighs> uh, fuck, I just lost that whole fucking thing. Floating all over the place. Dude, my thing's off. My Instagram's fucked. I feel like mine's a little fucked, too, because I don't think I'm seeing 30 posts in here, but... I don't even have that post anymore. Oh, shit. We'll just keep re... Oh, no, I see what you're saying here. Uh, 80 bucks for a little chasing hammer. Luckily, Contenti is coming through with that economy option. I got to read up on what this comment is about. (laughs) I don't know enough about it, but... (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm sorry. It's fucking... Shitty week out there for you, buddy. right in the dick for you, though. <laughs> All right. We've got Maddie Sue Hurricane. Hurricane is missing an A. Uh, the state of Ohio needs a big old kick in the cock, trying to ride home from the greasy dozen, and there was a cop in every other turnaround on the highway. This is so fucking true. There were so many goddamn cops out there. That's how it was in my area today. There was fucking stadies everywhere. There's got to be like some kind of crazy fucking... They must know. A major event. check going on. I don't know. They're like, I heard there's a fucking chopper event. We can give out so many fucking tickets. <laughs> uh, this one is from Caleb.Denton. Uh, kicking the cunt to Mother Nature for raining and snowing all week in northern Nevada. How is it snowing in fucking Nevada? It's a dry heat. It's because of all the fucking burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Snow week in northern Nevada. Had full intentions on having the people's champ bike off the lift and out in the sun to see what it really looks like. But that plan is fucking shot. Damn. I bet that thing looks sick anyways. Yeah. All right. We've got the pizza overlord. Spin kick to the dick tip of myself for being sick this past long weekend and not getting any seat time in. That does suck. It's always Um. next time, bud. This one is for Joel underscore XL1200V. Kicking myself in the dick because I just started listening to the podcast today. Good shit, fellas. Tons of great knowledge. Keep it up. Damn. It always blows my mind that there's like, you know, you never know who's who's just going to find it. Motherfucking late in the game. Honestly. Uh, we got Tyler Littlefoot Petrie. Kicking the dick to the deputy who showed up to my house, to excuse me, who showed up to the wrong address, and then in, in parentheses, my house, then threatened to tase me when I came outside and asked what the hell was going on. <laughs> what the fuck? Holy shit. Let me click on this profile. Where does this guy live? He lives in Tennessee. Next time that kind of shit happens, go live. Honestly. People need to see that. That's fucking crazy. Can't be having that. Can't be getting tased on your own lawn. <laughs> they probably charge you for, like, the taser <laughs> rounds. Here's your bill. electrical bill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what ammo uh, costs for a taser, but a lot, probably. This one is from the one, the only whiskey eye. 
I want to give Fatman Custom Motors a quick jab to the jewels for not showing up to the Greasy Dozen. We missed the fuck out of him. <laughs> True story. We did miss you, bud. Uh, we got Worcester Bike Works kicking the dick to people who haul their bikes to events but don't ride them. You know who you are, motherfuckers. Probably part of this is to me. I spent a lot of time with my, my, my bike, saw a lot of that bed of that truck. I rode it for like, I rode it to the event, blew the headlight, then it wouldn't start. That shit broke down so fast I had to check it for a Ford sticker. But we had to throw, <laughs> throw it in the bed of the truck. <laughs> oh. uh, this one is Dustin of Sleep. Big old shoe to the sack to myself. For going on a six-mile hike with my boy on my back while wearing fucking Vans. Work rules today. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is tough. That's aggressive, dude. I'm not going on a six-mile hike with any kind of fucking footwear. Honestly. Not about it. Six-mile fucking hike in Vans. a kid on your back? I don't wear sneakers. I feel like sneakers <laughs> are just always a problem. You just always have boots on. Uh, we got Ginger Fox. PP, this is my wife right here. Uh-oh. I want to give a big wind-up kick in the dick to Ohio Parking Authority for giving people that showed up to the Greasy Dozen pre-party a $55 parking ticket. Good luck getting that shit from me. <laughs> Absolutely. Right there with you. Never, never paying that ticket. Good luck getting that money, Ohio. Fuck you, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Honestly. And I checked down the street, every other car next to us, $55 tickets. As far as the eye could see. That meter maid was like, ka-ching. Yeah, dude, right? So much fucking money they made that night. Holy shit. Well, never mind, because they're not getting it. But. Yeah. Nobody's paying that shit. No. We're all leaving town, and we're like <laughs> fucking shredding it, throwing it out the window. Uh, dirty builds. I'm going to give Lone Murray a triple kick in the dick for rushing to put a piece of shit sporty tank on his bike. <laughs> the week before Greasy Dozen and not filling it up until we got to Ohio. Yes. Then leaving Batfish Customs and nicked and chipped to JB Well the six holes in the bottom of the tank as it poured gas all over me and the hotel parking lot. Hashtag BP who. Oh, my God. I'll come to his defense in one regard, which is that he didn't ask anybody to fix that. He was gone when they discovered that it was leaking and they took it upon themselves to fix that. So you guys are good people. But yeah, that shit was leaking like a fucking sieve. That thing was so JB welded. Holy shit. Alright, we've got Dewey Things, the other fucking captain of Florida. Little tap to the one-eyed snake at Low Life Chopper Podcast for making me think I was listening to the Weldon Tips and Tricks podcast last week. <laughs> You motherfucker. <laughs> and shout out to the Pizza Overlord while doing it for making one of the funniest <laughs> memes I've seen, which is just a picture of me and then in Loctite's chair. It's just a, a welder buzz box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Believe it or not, I was talking to Rob, the crazy gentleman at Greasy Dozen, who told me I need to talk more about the welding tips and tricks. So it the turns crazy out. Crazy gentleman you, is fucking absurd. <laughs> you can't please everybody, guys. <laughs> Uh, this one is from Beast Coast Culture. Roundhouse kicking the dick to myself for chugging beers and banging gears. Showing off on my sporty. Moral of the story is if you're going to pop wheelies, make sure you don't land on your boy's rear fender, shiny new fish, t- oh, slash shiny new fishtails, 
And props to him for not being pissed. And the bike will be even better this go around. You gotta read that hashtag. Hashtag wheelie bad landing. <laughs> uh, I just got that wheelie bad landing. Yeah, that's so, so good. That's and the last then, one I got, so the rest of me yours. <laughs> yeah, ours just they, they put in they populated in backwards order. Uh, the last one we got is John Sabula. Says, Hell yeah, we're fucking up the gene pool tonight. And on that note, that's the end of the kicks in the dick. Oh shit. Oh, we did good. Crushing it through these things right now. <coughs> All right, so uh, do you want to run uh, the upcoming events real quick? Please. And then we'll get into everything yeah. else. Let's do it. <coughs> uh, what are the dates on those fucking things? All right, so, um, so last week, this is a little bit fucking deep. Uh, so last week, uh, myself and my wife found out that her stepmother has cancer. And I guess the insurance company's not going to cover everything. So they have to come up with $24,000 out of pocket. So I'm thinking sometime middle of June, maybe second week, I'm going to put together a bike show. Um, B3 is getting involved. Amy and Chris are going to organize a ride from Boston to wherever the show is going to be. So there'll be a bunch of legs where people can jump in. Um... It's just pretty much going to be like a charity ride type deal and then a charity bike show and all proceeds. We're just going to hand over to them and try to help them get through this shitty ass time. So um, hopefully next week I'll have more details for you guys. And um, we're going to set up a GoFundMe page for guys that can't make it. Uh, anything helps. Appreciate all you motherfuckers. And yeah, like I said, next week, hopefully I'll have more details for you. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll get the link out to everybody. Um, we've got, we can go loud with this one, right? Yep. Okay. The motherfucking Queen City Chopper Show in Manchester, New Hampshire, our fucking backyard, is going down on August 17th from 1 to 9 p.m. And that shit's going to be at 720 Union Street. And again, that's Manchester, New Hampshire. Queen City Chopper Show. So you guys heard from... Dog Food Lid and Fish Tank Whiskey on a couple episodes back called Queen City Kings. If you didn't get to check that out, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, They were teasing it back then. They hadn't officially announced what was going on, but the show is now official. And I'm looking forward to that shit. It's right next door. It's going to be a fucking blast. And we hope to see you guys there. So keep that motherfucking date free. Pay attention. August 17th. Queen City Chopper Show, (coughs) Manchester, New Hampshire. Fucking be there. Uh, the next one we got is, and I know there is shows in between this. We'll get the fucking dates. This is what we got now, so deal with it. Uh, the next one we got is motherfucking Deadbeat Retreat, August twenty eighth, twenty ninth. It is at Fiddlehead. Yep. In fucking Saco, Maine. It's on a beach. We're tearing it up. Low Lifestyle Podcast will have their own island. I'm making this out, but we are 100% going to have our own island. Um, we'll make it happen. Yeah. We are putting on the fucking bike show. It'll be Saturday from 6 to 8. Get out and fucking ride before that. And then after the bike show is a bonfire on the beach. I feel like we got to talk more about this bike show. Yeah, we definitely will. Do you want to talk about it now? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so one thing Steve stresses, he wants it to be an all-bike 
a friendly show. So everybody's welcome. Has to be a ride-in bike show. Like, don't fucking show up with a bike on a trailer because you're not going to get We're going to ask you to start it. Yeah, you're going to get no votes. It's going to happen that way. It's not going to be in the show if yeah. it doesn't. If it doesn't, if you can't kick it over or push the button it over, yeah. then it's not getting in the show. It's a ride-in only show. Um, Steve really wants to get the message out to get out and fucking ride Saturday. It's beautiful fucking riding up there. Great roads. And then come back, get into the fucking show. Um, we have one class where it's the best in show. Anybody can win that. Choppers, cafe races, fucking baggers if you show up, diners, whatever. Yep. And then we're making one uh, class strictly for best chopper. So that's not a bobber. No offense to you guys, but you're in the other class. Yep. Strictly fucking chopper. Hardtailed. Everything is fucking custom. You built the fucking bike. You didn't order a bunch of parts. These are so, the things we'll be looking for when we're looking at at all the bikes, honestly. But this is a chopper show, so obviously the chopper thing's big. But like he said, you know, it's a chopper show, so don't feel like if you don't have a chopper, you're not going to win anything. Right. There's a reason that there's two competitions going on. Right. Obviously, we want to see chops, but we are going to pick one, just an all-around you built all these parts. You made this shit with your own two hands. We're looking for homemade shit. Right. The more shit you for made, the chopper the category. The yeah. other one is wide open to everybody. So, homemade shit there too. Honestly, if you build a cafe racer, you build something else. If you made all the fucking parts, I've seen people like Barnstorm make baggers look cool. Yeah. So fucking, it's out there. That's it. Can't but wait. The, the chopper section will be strictly a chopper that wins that, and then. We will make sure Chopper does not win Best in Show. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's got to be. So, yeah, it's going to be a great fucking time. Steve always puts on a fucking killer event. If you haven't been to Deadbeat before, make this one be your first because it's going to be fucking amazing. And, yeah, that's it. Hopefully we're on good terms. If we're on good terms, you're good to go. <laughs> if I don't like you, I'm telling you to fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, it should have been best chopper yeah. and best non-chopper. That's it. <laughs> Someone takes a best non-chopper trophy. They're like, is this a fucking second place trophy? What is this? Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, no, the show is open to everybody. Um, we're just making two classes that way. It's legit. Right. And we're looking forward to seeing all you motherfuckers and partying with you at Deadbeat Retreat. We got some of the fucking Florida boys coming up for Florida Deadbeat. Florida boys are coming up. The crazy gentleman's coming up from New York. Dewey things Dewey is coming things. up from Florida. All the CT boys are coming up. Oh yeah, we got their bikes will be pissing gas everywhere. Yeah. Moto Carbo's coming from Maine. I guess a bunch of his buddies are coming up from Jersey. It's gonna be a fucking blast. You are not gonna want to miss it. So Party go get your fucking tickets and go get your fucking hammocks. Get your hammocks. I don't know how many trees there are, so I don't know if you want to keep saying that to people. I've been there. No, I've been there. There's a tree line at the top of the beach. Yeah, just make sure you don't tell too many people to get hammocks. <laughs> we'll stack them high. We'll That's go triple-decker. Make a bunk bed with hammocks, bitches. Everyone get out of your hammocks so I can claw, crawl down. <laughs> Be a fucking nightmare. All right. That's all we got for events right now. Yeah, it's low-key. Hey, by the way, we should throw this out there to people. Uh, if you've got an event that you're planning or an event that you think we ought to know about that you want to add to this list, go ahead and slide in our DMs. Don't send it any other way. It's just yeah. easier to find it there. 
Put yeah. it in the fucking messages. Send a flyer over to us in the direct message, and we'll fucking get it on the air. Let people know. Definitely. It doesn't have to be in the East Coast. It can be fucking anywhere. If you're in California, there's a cool show coming up. Fucking hit us up. We'll let everybody know. Yeah, because we got listeners different places. We got listeners to different fucking countries now. If you live in fucking Norway, yeah. you got a cool swap meet going on. We'll let all our fucking Norway people know. That's it. Isn't it cool to say that? You got a fucking bike show in Australia, and you're trying to get some Germany homies? Let us know. We got you. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Low Life International Podcast. <laughs> That's it. Good deal. All right. Well, you want to roll into this interview? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might as well. We're going to roll into this motherfucking interview. So, this week <laughs> on the Low Life Shop Podcast, we got the one, the only, Grease... A.K.A. The Weldon Wizard. <laughs> hashtag Tig, not Meg. <laughs> the hashtag The Fly Fishing of Weldon. That's it. Coin Palakta himself. That's still my favorite term for Tig. So, we're going to be uh, interviewing Grease tonight on the Grease Dozen since I did not get to make it. And we'll see where this goes. Good deal. Well, I think the uh, best place to kick things off was... The ride was what the ride was. For anybody, you know, we rolled out there, Brandon, Badfish Customs, and Whiskey Eye, um, both rolling out from the New Hampshire slash Massachusetts area. <coughs> the ride was wicked long. Um, How many miles was it? 8.50, I think, Fuck. from here. It took like 14 hours the way down and 16 the way back. Jesus. For like no fucking reason. We That's crazy. Yeah. Somebody flipped a truck on the way back, so that was part of that. But So, the way down, trip was super long, but got some good fucking material for the stories. If you guys weren't paying attention to the motherfucking Low Life Chopper podcast stories... Crazy. ...on the way to the show, you missed out. I completely left the Low Life Chopper podcast Instagram alone the entire weekend. I'm like, I'm not checking any messages, because everybody's like, Chris, where you at? I'm here. Where the fuck are you? Blah, blah, blah. That's true. It's, yeah, just fucking... I'm like, I'm not interrupting any of this. Destroying that. That does help, because it definitely... Fucking one person views it, and then you don't see yeah. it, and it's like, well, that person got ignored. Yeah, the, it was... I almost wanted to shut my phone off, because the notifications was out of control. Yeah, it was fucking wild, dude. So... I, that's a good place to kick it off. Let's just say, shout out to all you guys for the warm welcome. When we were rolling out to this thing, it was like all these people that either lived in the area, were heading to the show, were messaging the page, and it felt like I was going to see all my buddies. Right. And uh, and these are all people that we've never met in person. So that was fucking cool. Uh, most of those people got shouted out in the shout outs. Apologies if I left you out. Um, didn't do it on purpose. But uh, so yeah, we're driving down there. Was chatting with fucking the was fucking list here. Worcester Bike Works. Yep. Passing his fucking exit. He's telling me, you know, stay slow on the highway because those fucking cops were out. We get there, offload the bike. So I rode down there with Nicked and Chipped and uh, Lone Murray from Dirty Builds. I had my bike in the back. As you guys who listen to this know, there's always some fucking problem with this bike. Never seems like it wants to run. I brought it anyway, figuring. At least I'll have it there if I can get it running, and then I can ride around on it, whatever. We're, like, beat from this trip. We get there. Dirty Bill's guys immediately are like, all right, let's take the bikes down. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. So I give them a hand with their bikes, and they're like, let's take yours down. I'm like, eh, it doesn't run. It's it's probably not even going to run at all this weekend. And they're like, eh, just take it down. You know, who knows? Take it down. Fucking kick it over. Shit fucking ran like shit. But it was running. Right. And after a fucking 14-hour drive, there's nothing you want to do but fucking ride the bike. So I just jumped on that fucking thing. Cracked the throttle wide open. Just dumped the clutch and just hope that it goes. <laughs> shit fucking ripped. Just riding around. We're at this fucking fancy hotel, this Marriott or Hilton Garden Inn with these like fancy like the the big curtains that hang down from like the 30 foot mm-hmm. ceiling and there's all these like rich old people like unloading their cars and the chauffeurs helping these people in and my bike is just like throttle cables getting stuck. It's pinned <laughs> at fucking red line. It's just screaming. And then we found out that if you turn the key off when it's redlined and screaming... The way I had it wired, it doesn't turn off. So I take the key out. It's like 10.30. And people are like, look at you. All the lights are coming on in the windows of the hotel. And people are like, what the fuck is going on down there? (laughs) And I literally, I turn the key off. Bike keeps running. Apparently, we fucking nicked and chipped. Luckily, he's good at wiring. And figured out that I guess with a permanent magnet alternator, you can turn off the power like that's coming from the battery to the fuse block and it'll still run because it just it create it creates its own like the the power right. of the bike running is continuing to fire the coil so right. this shit's pinned at redline and I can't do anything about it and had to just pull the fucking plug wires which I think is bad for it I'm pretty sure that's how I fucked up my first ignition yeah so not good off to a bad start but did get to ride the bike which is a fucking blast and they're ripping around on their bikes cuz their bikes work better so First night was was a good time. And then everybody fucking rolled up. So actually, we got to meet um, Zane from the Greasy Dozen. Oh, shit. Yeah. He came through and chilled with us for a little bit. We were just fucking crushing Bud Lights in the parking lot like degenerates. You guys were in the parking lot for a long-ass fucking time. We spent the most time of the weekend in that parking lot. Damn, that was like the hub. Chilling forever. I went to bed at like 12 and you guys were still in the parking lot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> It was literally like that was the place to be, and then people started rolling in because Zane had everybody show, had everybody stay at the same hotel. Right. So people come, people are showing up on Thursday night, and they see us riding the bikes around. So then they're unloading their bikes and they're ripping their bikes oh around. My God. And before you know it, the parking lot is just full of a bunch of assholes. Turned into a racetrack. <laughs> oh my God, dude! It's just nothing but people ripping, doing fucking hot laps around the parking lot. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was a fucking that was a fucking blast. And, uh, so we all went, finally decided, okay, no more hot laps. Let's fucking kick it for the night. So we went to sleep next morning, came back down more hot laps immediately because everybody's like, (laughs) yeah, you got to get a fucking ride in. Something was going on with Nick's battery though. Cause that shit kept draining. Hmm. So we got out there and it was fully dead and he's a big boy. So I had to fucking push that guy on that triumph and this parking lot was like 250 feet long and it took us the whole length of the parking lot to get this fucking bike started it was like almost there almost there just enough to where like you felt like you should push it again and try one more time but not enough to actually run pushed him halfway to a fucking sonic and then it finally kicked on jesus christ yeah but then that let us know that it was time to get sonic 
Yeah, you guys almost got murdered by a fucking gaggle of geese. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> fucking geese. Listen, PSA to the people who live in Ohio, you need to kick those geese. Like, yeah, you need to do something. That was a you lot gotta, of geese. You got to teach those geese that that's just not acceptable. I didn't have to kick them because they could tell that I wasn't from Ohio and <laughs> I wasn't just going to fucking... Yeah, they're like, this guy's not going to take that shit. But you guys are letting those geese walk all the fuck over you. Seriously. That's not okay. I've never seen that in my life. Dude, they're ravenous. One of them was trying to eat a corn dog stick. Jesus Christ. Had the fucking stick from the corn dog. He was trying to eat it sideways because it's dumb. And then he got it in his head to eat it fucking the long way. And I thought I was about to watch a goose die real slow. (laughs) And I was like, this is terrifying. I don't want to watch that happen. So I ran over and scared him and he ran away. Oh, fuck. I did him a favor, honestly. Oh, that is funny. So we, we made it through breakfast without dying. And, uh... Then we went into town for a little bit. Honestly, the downtown Ohio was kind of cool. We uh, the, sh- the shuttle dropped us off. We wanted to go to this fucking coffee shop. Called downtown Ohio or downtown Columbus? Oh, Columbus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess Ohio's <laughs> too big to say downtown Ohio. <laughs> fucking three times the size of our state. Oh, fuck. So we went to downtown Columbus, and the girls wanted to go to this fucking coffee shop. And we're like, okay, cool. So we're like... Here's the address. Bring us to this place. This dude, I swear to God, he pulls up on a construction site that is just rubble with a a homeless guy like rummaging through a bag. And he's like, you can hop out here. And I'm like, no, we fucking can't. Where the fuck are we right now? (laughs) This is not a coffee shop. This is literally a a burned down building that's getting put back together. And so we just hopped out. He was like, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, just head down that street. And I'm like, you're in a fucking car. Why aren't you just driving us to where the coffee shop? Like, why are we getting out at a fucking building site? So we get out at the building site and we walk past this guy rummaging through his bag and he immediately closes his bag up and walks away because he's like, why the fuck are you getting out here? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know either, bud. So we get out there. We walk to the fucking coffee shop. We get some coffee. Turns out where this, where this place was that he said was right next to downtown Columbus. Nowhere fucking near it. Oh, God. So we ran a we ran a fucking a quick half marathon over to where the actual downtown area is, and that was actually pretty fucking cool. One of the shops had a sporty in the front as like a display item. Oh shit! Yeah, and it turns out their marketing worked because we totally had to go in there, and we're looking at the bike, trying to figure out whether it runs or not. We're looking for wiring. Like, <laughs> does it just fucking sit in the front of a shop, or does it like did somebody sell this bike? <clears throat> but. uh yeah, it's one of those stores that sells, like, overpriced T-shirts. So if you put a motorcycle in the front, then, like, people will come in and they'll be like, yep. oh, yeah, I should buy a fucking $50 T-shirt. So we left that store real fucking quick because the bike wasn't for sale. Oh, you're at Harley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's so good. It's so accurate. Oh. They stole the business model, really. <laughs> Seriously. So around this time, by the way, while we're out here in downtown Columbus, this is the time when Brandon and Nick discover that Ron's bike is pissing gas out of everywhere. Because at this point, it's like 500 degrees. So it heats up. I'm assuming the tank just heated up and then just started, became porous somehow. So that thing's just pissing. And they're like, we have to fucking JV weld this shit together. Meanwhile, me, Ron, and the girls are all at the bar. And we're just fucking kicking it. And we're like, well, this is a lot easier on this side. So big shout out to uh, Nick and Brandon for 
getting that shit. Oh, Jamie, why weren't they with him? They went over to I think Zane's shop to uh, take a look at Amy's bike, mm-hmm. and uh, they were putting some finishing touches on probably both. Honestly, it was this was the day of the show. So I think everybody who was building something for the show was kind of like in grind mode, like I want to get this shit together. So they were all over at Zane's shop, which was actually just a, a stone's throw from where we stayed at the hotel. So the shop looked pretty sick. I didn't actually get to swing by the shop, but I saw the pictures and it looked like a fucking great spot. Nice. Looked big. Um, yeah, so we ended up, we wrapped shit up there, got picked up, almost bought Hawaiian shirts too. A fucking whole shirt, or excuse me, a whole shop, just Hawaiian shirts. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. Why do we not have that in New Hampshire? I don't know. We're fucking up. This is bullshit. Maybe we should open up a fucking Hawaiian shirt store. We should put a Hawaiian, we should mix the two. Put a motorcycle in, in front of a Hawaiian shirt store. Yeah. Guys, we could do this. Definitely so. <laughs> the first brick and mortar shop. That's it. For Low Life Chopper Podcast. It's going to be nothing but fucking chops and Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. So Tropical Chops became the fucking, oh no, what was the one? Chops and flops, because when we came came down that second day, everybody's out there working on the bikes, and I had already gotten mine running the day before, so I was like, I got nothing to do, and I came down in the fucking bathing suit and the flops and the Hawaiian shirt, the red shorts, yeah, and they're like, <laughs> what is go-to. this? A fucking, it's a fucking vacation, bud. You just like look like looking like I was one of the fucking other people at the oh, hotel. Fuck. Like, look at these degenerates out here with these motorcycles interrupting my vacation. <laughs> So it was kicking it in the fucking, and Ron was like, are you going to ride in fucking flip-flops? It'd be like fucking chops and flops. <laughs> Should have done it. A missed opportunity. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's a funny kid. So we, uh, we, we came back, put some finishing touches on the fucking the bikes, tightened some shit up, too, because at this point, we were coming back, getting ready to roll out to the show. Right. And this was when I was going to be taking the fucking maiden voyage with the side chick that was now up and running. If you guys were paying attention to the stories, you saw early in the day on Saturday, I was a one-kick bike. Fucking walked up to that thing, don't even have to hop, just fucking push it through with half of a, half of a step. That thing goes so fucking easy, turns over. And uh, also, big shout-out to Nick and Chip for grabbing a uh, switch. Actually, I think Ron grabbed it, but shout-out to both of you. They grabbed me a kill switch because, remember, I said it wouldn't turn off? Right. Uh, it turns out that you you have to wild wire the kill switch after the um, fuse box, so on the actual plug wire. So once I had a kill switch, <laughs> then I knew I could ride the bike because I could turn it off if I fucking had to. Right, right. So we get back there. Um, everybody's getting their fucking bikes together. All the people that were building the bike had already brought it over to the show, like way, way in advance. So they got to ride their fun bikes instead. And also, quick shout out too while we're on the topic because Saturday morning, before we left, I kind of left this out of the story. The Greasy Dozen, or not Greasy, Jesus Christ, Babes, Bikes, and Beards group rolled in, rode from Boston Fuck. all the way out to the fucking show. And Good they ended them. up skipping ahead here, but they ended up winning the Iron Butt Challenge nice. for the, the furthest, uh, furthest distance ridden to the show. Good for them. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It was pretty fucking cool. And they came fucking at Gat to the max. It was like probably eight or nine million degrees that day. And <laughs> nine million degrees. And they oh came in. You just see this pack of girls rolling in with full the full black like 
you know that like windbreaker material pant yeah. that they sell like as like the riding gear with like the pads and shit. Yeah, they had those and the jackets to match and full face helmets, and it was like all black, all black everything. And I was like, how could you be alive? Jesus, with the heat and like all that black just soaking it up. But they made a fucking long ass ride and they got all the way there. So clearly it didn't hold them back. Yeah. But um, yeah, so shout out to them for winning the fucking Iron Butt Challenge. Yeah, we've been there, done that fucking ride to Ohio, and mm-hmm. it was a fucking rough yeah, one. But we didn't enjoy it as much as they probably did. No, <laughs> I think that probably a little more comfortable with the when we did that Ohio ride. I wish I had a full face for that one. I wish I had a car for that one. <laughs> I'll never ride to Ohio again. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was uh, it was a fucking struggle. Even in a car, it was a fucking long ride. But, uh, so we rolled, we rolled out to the show, hop, we, you know, we caravan. So we got, everybody's got me and the Dirty Builds guys had our, our wives with us. And so we've all got bikes and we've also got trucks. So all the girls roll out in the truck and I'm like, okay, cool. So you can do the GPS. I've not shaken this bike down at all because I didn't even think I was going to be able to ride it. And now here I am just fucking riding it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so just don't go highway. So we agree. We're not going to go highway. Pull out. My wife gets right on the highway. <laughs> right on the highway. Like 30 seconds down the road. And then just pulls onto the highway. And then just gone. Matt's it. <laughs> gone. And I'm like, okay, well, fucking the bike was running great at this point. So I'm like, fucking let's this. rip it. <laughs> yeah. So little backstory on why that wasn't ready. The day before I left, I had gotten one of these little hand pumps that I could put onto the bike from Walmart. So it's like instead of a bike pump that you like put on the floor and you like do like you're detonating some dynamite, uh, I had the fucking hand pump one that pumps like one quarter of one PSI with every pump. Yeah. Because it's fucking wicked tiny. Yeah, that's tough. I was just pumping it up and up enough to be able to roll it up the ramp into the truck. And I never pumped more than that. So we get on the fucking highway and this thing is like, and I never balanced the wheel either. So this thing's shaking like a fucking jackhammer. If I get like 50, once I get above 55, it's like about ready to throw me off. If I took, I took one hand off of the bar. mm -mm, Terrible fucking choice. Yeah. (laughs) It was fucking bucking like crazy. So meanwhile, my wife's like seven or eight miles ahead. And pulled over on the side, <laughs> just like sitting there with the hazards on. And I'm like, oh, thank God she's waiting. So then we go and we catch up to them. And before I get there, she takes back off. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck is right happening? <laughs> she's waiting for us to catch up. And I'm like, just like, oh, my God, I cannot be on this highway right now. Eventually, thank God, takes an exit. And we get down there and I'm like furious. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing on the highway? Luckily, she's so patient and she's like, sorry about that. We're going to stay on the back roads now. And I'm like, oh my god. This was a near-death experience. But uh, Nick's bike was running fucking mint. Ron's bike, other than leaking, was running fucking mint. How'd he like that? Uh, that was his first time driving to the city with a full clutch, right? I think so. Yeah, how do you like that? He did really well, and I so I, I got to take his by his bike for a ride in the parking lot that night, and it was su- the the foot clutch was set up super well, right? Honestly, because foot clutches can be can be weird, but he had the throw on it perfect. It felt like riding my Roadstar, hmm. honestly. And the the testament to it is if somebody who's never ridden your bike can get on it and ride it without stalling it with your foot clutch set up, 
it's pretty fucking dialed in. Right. You know? I actually think it's a little smoother than my uh, XS is, even. so. Shit. Since yeah. we're on this, I just want to clear this up real quick. Um, oh, yeah. Probably a good <laughs> idea. Uh, what was it, the other week when we were talking about his foot setup, foot clock setup? Yeah, I think a week before I said he wasn't show. doing too much riding. Yeah. I did not mean that in a way of he doesn't ride his motorcycle. <laughs> that was like a secret undercover like jab of saying he's still learning how to ride a full clutch bike. <laughs> um, <laughs> from the live feeds that I've seen, he looks like uh, he's pretty fucking comfortable and got the hang of it. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. He looked like a fucking pro in that thing. So, yeah, he was ripping it, man. And we got that fucking great, my favorite picture. Oh, if you guys Excuse behind me. the truck. Is that picture of the three of us in the fucking tropical chops, yep. Hawaiian shirts. So who, I think it was Amy that commented. She's like 90s album cover. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't see that, but that is fucking hysterical. That is so true. That's like a third eye blind <laughs> shot right there. That was, that was the, the highlight of the fucking weekend, was that fucking ride over to the show. And it turns out that on my way over there, my headlight fuse like walked itself out of the fuse block. Oh, shit. Because the fuse wasn't blown. But it was arced out on one of the sides. Right. As if, like, the you know, it jumped and burnt one of the parts where it plugs in. Um, so the headlight was fucking toast. So the whole time I'm at the show, I'm thinking, like, well, I have to leave this show before it gets too dark because I have to ride this bike back. Right. With no fucking headlights. And uh, that kind of put a damper on it. I was a little bummed. Because I don't know why. I rode it around for plenty of time before that, and it didn't back the fuse out. So I'm thinking maybe I'd have to put, like, a piece of electrical tape. Just going all over the fuses. Over the fuses. I think that might be the move. Or there's actually, so there's, like, a little plastic cover that goes over where all the fuses go. Yeah. And I was thinking if I put, like, a just, like, a thick piece of foam in the cover, and the cover clicks in. Right. Then they won't be able to, like, back out. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I think that might be the move so that I have a headlight for the future. So did you guys go back to the hotel Saturday night? So Saturday night, the night of the show. No, excuse me. Friday night was oh, yeah, the Friday show. Friday night was the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Friday was the show. We were all there for a pretty long time. Honestly, we got to kick it with everybody. Honestly, it, that part. Dude, there was a fuckload of people there Friday. It was amazing. So many people there. And... That's where I got to talk to the two, um, Cody and Kevin from Keebler Customs. That's where we started chatting about the wiring. Yep. That's where I actually got, that's where I actually met, uh, Worcester Bike Works for the first time. Nice. So, and we got to talk, we talked for like probably an hour that night or more. Shit. Fucking long conversation. Yeah. He's fucking, you, we got to get him on the show for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. And Rob, crazy gentleman. Got to got to chill with him for a little bit while I was there. Super excited for Dead Be with him. It's gonna be a fucking blast. Yeah. Bring your burnouts. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, show was great. Tons of people there. Super cool bikes all around. So what was the show about Friday? Is that just like where people just like So it was at Land Grant uh brewery. So it was at a brewery in downtown Columbus and uh, all the bikes were in the parking lot. They had a truck that was doing the fucking best barbecue. All the fucking ribs and the brisket and all the fucking delicious shit. And then all the beers at the brewery were like 
honestly, it was like five bucks a beer for like really good fucking beers. So I was like, great fucking spot, hmm. perfect choice, plenty of room inside and outside. And they had all the bikes again lined up in the parking lot. Amy had a fucking killer setup. She had a whole hers was like a whole exhibit. I've seen that with like the frames with like the sponsors and <laughs> Yeah, well everybody brought their bike, but then she also brought or the bear rug. A pop up and then the bear rug and like the whole like hers was like a whole ambiance. Like there was it was like a themed area. Right. Just for the bike and I was like, That's fucking sweet. Also that bear rug is a real bear rug. Yeah, that bear rug was fucking cool. Things not fucking around. Those are not cheap, by the way. <laughs> I was talking to Chris uh, Kluberg there, and I guess that one of her friends had shot Amy. Will come on and correct me if I'm talking out of turn here, but I believe one of her friends killed that bear, mm-hmm. and then I don't know what they were going to do with it. But then had convinced to like be able to take it, have it made into a rug. But even that part, that's got to be money. Yeah, it's not cheap. Have a taxidermy, fucking Chuck Testa. I don't know what that means, but yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's a fucking taxidermist guy oh. that was popular on the internet. That's oh, okay. a <laughs> irrelevant joke. But uh, yeah, so the show was sick. Everybody just kind of kicking it, having a good time. And we ended up before we... So the headlight was burnt out, so I was trying to get the fucking bike started before it got too dark. Right. Thing was being fucking finicky. I never got the timing dialed in perfect because I'm pretty sure my mechanical advance is a little worn out. Right. Um, so the time I even brought the timing light and couldn't get it dialed in. So we were about to roll out, and someone some dude came up to me and he's like, "Can I borrow a screwdriver?" And I was like, "Sure." So I gave him the screwdriver, and I'm like, "My dad, I just took the screwdriver from my dad's house. My dad's had that screwdriver forever." And so 15 minutes goes by, haven't seen the kid, and I'm like, "Any other screwdriver?" I would just be like, "That's not my screwdriver anymore. I'm gonna leave." Right. But had sentimental value to it and I was like I have to I, I can't leave without that fucking screwdriver so I go and we find the kid and he's out front he had a the same bike as Ron and he dumped it so he had a oh, V-Star oh I've seen this on the fucking story yeah. so they so he got this V-Star that he dumped on the way there and the headlight turned off when he dumped it so we take the headlight bucket off we're looking through the headlight bucket and I find that one of the wires is split it had like a little pin connector and the connector broke. Yeah. And so you couldn't, even if you put them together, they weren't making contact anymore. So we just took the two wires and we twisted them together and it wasn't, and it still didn't have any juice to the headlight. The whole time I'm thinking, everybody's at my truck. So I'm like sitting here, we're twisted, we're looking, we're twisting the wire and everybody's still waiting for me at the truck. Like, when are we leaving? What's going on here? Right. So I'm like, listen, you know, this had, I know this needs to be connected. Put your headlight bucket back in. You can diagnose it further when you get home. Cause he was riding with his buddy who had like the fucking full fairing with all the lights. Right. So I'm like, just leave this wire connected for now. And then, you know, troubleshoot it when you get back to the garage. And he's like, all right, cool. So I take the screwdriver back and then I'm like, I tell the story to Ron and Nick and they're like, Oh, well, where is he? I'm like, okay, he's out front. We meet around front. They come back. Turns out, that wire got broken, so the wire was fucked up, but also when the wire got fucked up, it blew the fuse. Oh, shit. And fortunately, on those bikes, they have a spare fuse. Yeah. It just kind of sits in the fuse block area. So, popped the new fuse in there, and he was up and running. Nice. Rocking and rolling. But, for the second time, you know, I just thought of this right now, because I didn't even get to that other part of the story. That part will come later. So I'll say the first time that I handed a knife to someone, 
at the fucking greasy dozen and they cut themselves was this time. I gave it to the guy trying to clip the wire. This dude stabbed his finger so aggressively. Like this was not a small cut at all. He was trying to he was trying to strip the wires back and when it stripped, he stabbed his other fucking knuckle God. and it was fucking deep. And then he hands me the knife, there's blood all over the knife. I'm like wiping it on my pants. I'm like Oh, I want gloves before I handle this fucking knife right now. So I take my knife back and I'm like, I'm sorry about that, man. He's like, it's okay. It's my fault, whatever. So those guys are fucking up and, up and running. They're good. They're the dirty building guy. They took a fucking picture. They're like, dude, thank you guys so much for the help. And Ron was like, no problem, man. Just, just snap a quick picture right now and just tag us. And that's the fucking picture <laughs> yeah, that came that. out of it. Which is fucking awesome. So... We all rolled out. We rolled back to the house. We were just crushing more beers back at the hotel that night and uh, figuring we'd get ready for the ride in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I guess they had mistakenly brought back the wrong cooler, too. So the Dirty Builds guys had to run back to the show after we all got home and fucking bring that cooler back because we had the wrong one. They took somebody else's cooler? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Honest mistake. They didn't think there'd be room for it in the truck with all the bikes. So they took it so there'd be room in the truck, but then it also had beers in it, so they had to bring the whole cooler back. <laughs> it was a fucking... They ended up... I think it, in the end, I think the whole thing was just a ploy for them to come back. Right. So I think it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. And uh, they partied for a couple more hours, but I'm an old man, so I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So they went back. Next morning, it's fucking day of the ride to to the fucking camp out. Yep. So we had two glorious hotel nights. Oh, the only part I left out though, the people at the front. If you guys haven't seen Nicked and Chipped and Lone Murray, look at their two pages. Pause the podcast here and look at what these two guys look like and then come back to the podcast. I'll wait while you do it. <laughs> so, you've had a chance to look at the, the faces of these two people, right? So, we're in there. We, we get our stuff. We're about ready to roll out. Fucking Ron has to run back and grab something. He's taking forever to come back. Oh, man, and we're like, exactly oh my God, where is this fucking guy right now? All of a sudden, we see Ron's going live. And we're like, Dude, we're all fucking waiting on this guy. Why are you going live <laughs> from the fucking hotel room? <laughs> Turns out, some dude hit a electrical pole near this fucking hotel, knocked out the power, Ron's stuck in the fucking elevator. <laughs> so he's in a fucking, like, pitch black elevator just going live, because what else do you do? <laughs> hit the call button to call the police. Call button doesn't work. Nothing's happening. So Nick goes to check on him. When Nick goes in there to check on him, they say, oh, good, there you are. Your son is stuck in the elevator. What the fuck? <laughs> These two guys look nothing alike, and they especially don't look like father and son. No. They look like the same age. Yeah. So, for whatever reason, the fucking hotel staff figured that, that Nick was Ron's dad. And so then we spent the whole rest of the night talking about how dad was so disappointed that his son couldn't handle getting out of a fucking elevator. And it made the fucking weekend. I fucking abused the shit out of that joke. That live video was fucking hilarious. (laughs) That was insane. So eventually he got released from the elevator and uh, we were able to roll out. Those guys, both of their bikes were 
still run in mint outside of leagues. So they, we decided instead of go, going on the full ride, because they were doing like a kickstands up at noon ride with the full group of people yeah. to this campground, but it was going to be like a four-hour endeavor. And uh, so we decided to roll straight there because that was still a two-hour ride. Right. And we're like, yeah, that's plenty of riding time for a chop. Um, so we roll out. We get there for like, it's probably four o'clock when we roll in. Because we figured if we got there for four and it's a four-hour ride, we'll be getting there around the same time everybody else gets there. So we're rolling in. This place is, like, super secluded. But the whole drive there was, like, farmland. So the whole time we're thinking, like, we're going to just be camping in a cornfield because there's nothing. As far as the eye can see, it's just flat. Right. And it's, like, a billion degrees out. So we're like, oh, God, dude. And we all brought hammocks. (laughs) So we're like, oh, we're fucked. There's definitely going to be nowhere to go. So we get to the the area, and all of a sudden, it just becomes this, like, mountainous region. And right before we're, like, four miles away, Ron ran out of gas. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the best part was halfway halfway along the ride, he pulled up alongside us, and we're like, you need gas, bud? And he's like, I'm good. Of course. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> It's not used to the gas monitor, that sporty tank. <laughs> I know, but yeah, that's cause, so like uh, Nick was saying there, he ha- he didn't have that tank on that bike yeah. before that weekend, so he had no idea what, what to expect out of it. But well, those are good for usually like 80, 90 miles max. Yeah, this was the whole the whole trip was eighty eight miles, and he died four miles from the place. Yeah, so you can get eighty four miles on that tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the craziest <laughs> part is we're driving through Nowheresville. It's like, you ever seen that show, Courage the Cowardly Dog? Mm-hmm. Just picture that. That's what you're riding through. Where you're like, you just see a fucking like windmill <laughs> yeah. and like a little house, and then you just nothing but far, just like farm country. So if he had broke, if this had happened anywhere else, he'd have been fucked because we'd be like 10 miles from the closest gas station. I shit you not, he broke down 200 feet from a gas station. Wow. And not like, it looked like a house. And after you passed enough, like, passed in front of it, past the bush line, there was, like, a 1920s gas pump there. Jesus. Like, you wouldn't even know this was a gas station until you got right up on it. It was insane. I didn't even, literally, me and, me and my wife were arguing because she was like, that's not a gas station. That's not a working gas pump. That's just, like, a decoration. Because it literally, you, you couldn't tell. Right. They had, like, the physical numbers. There was no, like, digital gauge. And she's like, it's not, a, it's not a working gas station. I'm like, well, there's a fucking vintage truck parked next to it. And I'm like, well, there's a truck next to it filling up. And she's like, it's a vintage truck. It's not a real thing. It's not a gas station. You can't actually <laughs> fill up there. And so we argued about that for a good five minutes. And then we were like, just fucking send him over there. So he sent over there. And sure as shit, it was a gas pump. No shit. Yeah. Fucking cool. The coolest fucking gas station in all of Ohio. That's pretty good luck. It definitely was. And the place was sick. You go down this, like, deep gravel road through, like... It was just like a tunnel of vegetation, really. Because all the trees are overhanging the road. Yeah. It's just a big green tunnel that you're driving through. And it's all gravel, which I guess was probably shitty for the guys on the bikes. That foot, that was a great place for a foot clutch. Just getting the hang of it. And you're like, you want to ride up a fucking yeah, hill? <laughs> right up this gravel mountain. So... We ride through there, 
we get up to the top where the actual campsite is because then it opens up into this big grass field. Ron gooses the bike, puts it right down. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody had to do it. (laughs) Somebody did. It wouldn't be a weekend. It happens at every show. (laughs) And hey, he got it out of the way early. But it was funny as shit. At least he did it before everybody else got there. Yeah, there was nobody around to see it. <laughs> There's only thousands of listeners across the that's country it. to hear it. But it was across he, the world. <laughs> that's true. International podcast now. Somebody in Japan is gonna be laughing about this. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Like that area was fucked up. It was like super not flat. Right. All these like crazy. It's tough to tell when you're in too because everything just looks like a good yeah. clean run. All the grass looks level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just looking at the same height grass, so it just starts. I think it just like he bounced off of like a fucking molehill and then spun the tire in the air and came down and was gone. God. Totally gone. He picked it up immediately, just fucking whoop, popped right back up, fucking bent the bars back to where they needed to be and took off. Didn't fuck anything up though. Uh, I don't think I so. The license plate was a little fucked up, but other than yeah, that, his license good. plate needs to be bent back out. But I think that's the only thing. And then his bars need to be tightened. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I think he came out pretty unscathed. He didn't get hurt at all either. Well, that's good. Fortunately. So, yeah, we rolled in. No place to put the hammocks. I tell you what, we were up Shit's Creek. As soon as we got there, we looked around. It's just like... I told you, you got to have a sniper tent as a backup. I know. It's super small, and it's a just-in-case. So I did have, we did have the regular tent, the orange one that I've been, yep. that we used, you know, time and time again. That thing was pretty fucking handy. If anybody's looking for a small, like a relatively small tent that you're going to use with just two people, because like you wouldn't put more than two people in this thing, it's called the Apex 2XT. Oh, yeah, I've seen They those. make tents for the military. It's wicked easy to set up with one person. I'm a big fan of this tent, but it's not, like, super small. Right. Rob Crazy Gentleman there had a, a wicked small one. Like a beer tent? Yeah, it was a one-person tent. Yeah. It was the kind of tent where the rain fly is, like, two feet by one foot, and it just covers a hole in the top of the tent. Yeah. And you just got to, like, pray that doesn't seep in there at all. Fuck. <laughs> that part made me a little nervous, but the tent itself was actually pretty solid. Right. Um, but that shit packed down, wicked small, like a fucking case that would hold drumsticks, you know? That's key. Yeah. So different setups for different situations, but we spent a good long fucking time trying to figure out how to get these hammocks hung off of trucks. And we ended up, uh, the way to do it was to go over the top of Brandon's trailer and then onto the bed of the truck. So those are the two tie off points. And then we ran fucking tarps over those to get out of the sun. And who who was that? You and Brandon? Yeah. That ran them like that? Yep. We ran them just both off of my truck, off the back, and I really got to gotta mount a pole. That's really the move. I got to figure out how to do that because the whole bed's plastic, so I got to right. drill a hole somewhere and then find somewhere where I can like mount like a solid bar, uh, preferably like right in the- In your bed rail? That'd be fucking perfect. Yeah, like all the way in the back right and back left. If I could just put, like, an upright pole with, like, a D-ring on both of them, that'd be ideal. Because it's really... That's what we found out is there's no good way to hang it off of a truck bed. It's not high enough. Right. Yeah, it is pretty low. You're, like, right off the ground. Just barely off the ground. 
So that wasn't so great, but Brandon's trailer was pretty tall. So we hang it up one end off the trailer, one end off the truck. It was enough to make it work. Right. So we got there. We're getting everything set up, which is a good time. We're starting to meet, you know, people are shuffling in and then, you know, we're pretty much took over like a hundred square feet of this area Jesus, because we had the two trucks, Brandon's truck, Brandon's trailer, the hammocks, the tarps, the easy ups. Shit was all up. It looked like it looked like a fucking vendor spot over there. <laughs> it was insane. It, it was too much for sure. To the point where like when everybody came into the field and they finally rolled in from the ride, which they got there at like five thirty, so it was like a five and a half hour ride. Yeah. And they finally rolled in, people just booked it over to our section because they figured, oh, well, this must be where everything's going on. Right. Because there's like a fucking whole city set up over here and there was nothing anywhere else. There was like a bonfire and then like one other tent right. in the whole field. And we were like, oh, fuck. It's going to be loud <laughs> over here later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it ended up, the setup ended up working out pretty great. We we moved a couple things over to the fucking tree line because we needed to get into the fucking shade because we were going to fucking die. Right. It was a million degrees this day. And God bless everybody on that ride because that ride was five and a half hours and I couldn't even be in the sun for like five minutes. It was super, super fucking hot back here Saturday as well. Went to that street outlaws thing at the dragway. and How was that? It was all right. It was good. And me and Minnie got fucking comatose burnt. I bet. Like, super fucking burnt. We got back from Fat Man's, like, 1 o'clock Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> we sat down. We, like, I tried to order food through the drive through at Wendy's. I had my seat on. Could not fucking hear anything. The order got all <laughs> fucked up. But we get back to the house. We're just sitting down at the table, like, trying to eat. And we're both, like, moving like we're fucking crippled. Like, barely moving, like, groaning every time we move our arms. It was tough. Do you have t-shirts or, or uh, tank tops? Uh, so, I had a t-shirt on. She had, like, a t-shirt on, but, like, the cut lace back. Oh, boy. So, that super fucked her up. And even, like, my brother was wearing a hoodie and got fucking a worse sunburn than I did. I didn't even know that was possible. I don't even know how that's possible. He was like, I was like, you might have fucking cancer now. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah, it was, I, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Through a hoodie? Through a hoodie. Like, wearing a hoodie the entire time, never took it off, because he's like, I don't want a sunburn. It's way too hot. And got the worst sunburn I've ever seen in my life. Like, purple. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't know that was a fucking thing, but. Is it a black hoodie? Uh, it's like a dark gray. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was fucking weird. That's some fair skin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was hard as fuck back here, too. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, when we pulled up, there was some chick sitting in a tent chair outside of her tent in the fucking blazing sun, just sitting there, already cooked. She was, like, beet red, and she was just sitting the whole time we are setting up, talking about how hot it was, and then we decided to move the entire setup into the shade because it was so hot. Mm. And when we're, like, finishing setting this up, I look over, this girl's still sitting in this chair, and I'm like, how are you alive over there? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of hot. I was thinking I should move into the shade. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking should move into the shade. Why are you still... You should just sat there the whole fucking time. And I think that girl would be dead right now if I didn't say anything. 
I honestly think she would still be in that chair right now while I'm recording this. It was insane. It was like she wasn't allowed to move unless somebody brought it up. So she came into the shade, too, and lived another day. But, uh, yeah, when everybody rolled in, it was a fucking... You guys saw this on the live feed. Uh, If you're paying the fuck attention, easily, like, I want to say 100 bikes. Wow. I don't think I'm over... I, I'm trying to think... Like, I really don't think I'm overselling that. I really think it was at least 100 bikes. Oh, shit. Um, because they were saying all the gas stops took, like, 45 minutes. That's why the ride went so long. Right. Because you got to gas up all those fucking bikes. Fuck, that's a good turnout. Yeah, shit was huge. The whole thing looked filled in. And then before you know it, there was bikes and tents and bikes and tents all over the place. And it was uh, it was a fucking cool setup they had and you're just in the middle of nowhere there was literally not another inhabitant to this area for like miles in any direction oh shit yeah so it's pretty fucking cool everybody just chill for the most part until the sun went down yeah because i think everybody was so beat from the ride everybody took a fucking wow wow cry baby nap time yep everybody (laughs) took a little nap and chilled got their tents set up and Honestly, for for what it was, so they had a bonfire in the middle with a bunch of haystacks uh, all around it. Not haystacks, hay bales. Yeah. Uh, for like seating, going around it. They had two porta potties, and they had a food food stand situation where they're doing like uh, bratwurst, like sausages and shit. Nice. And sausages and buns, and then uh, uh, literally they had all these coolers full of beer, free beer. Jesus, I've never seen that in my life. It lasted the whole the whole night. People were still grabbing beers out of this thing. I don't know how they did it. It must have been... It was free food, too, right? Yeah. Free food, free beer. That's crazy. Unbelievable. And there was no charge to get into the event. Fucking huge shout-out to those guys for being able to do that. That is insane. Yeah. I've never seen that. Like, when you hear that, you think, okay, somebody got 230 racks, and it's like first come, first serve. Right. This shit just never ended. I don't know how they were able to make it work, but I cannot give them enough credit for making that party as cool as it was. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, the whole time, everybody's sitting around the bonfire, like, who wants more beers? And then, like, somebody would go and grab a bunch more beers and bring them back. And I'm like, wow, that's fucking... When does this run out? (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing it low. And I was up till, like, midnight. So, who knows? Maybe they killed it after I went to sleep. But bonfire was fucking sick. They did a, a quick spotlight for all the builders, uh, reminded how you know hard all these people worked, and they did. You know, we know Brandon and Amy worked their asses off on those Seriously. bikes. They were fucking balls to the wall the whole time. Huge shout out to them and to all the other people that built kick ass bikes for that event. So right. they they you know called attention to that. They did a bunch of giveaways. They were throwing shit, hats, stin- hats, stickers, pins, patches. All kinds of shit. Just chucking them up into the air. All free shit. Again, it's like, what a fucking cool event. And then things kind of got a little darker. And the fire started. Everybody's fucking immediately, you know, fire gets started. People (laughs) crushing a couple more beers. (laughs) Yeah. And then the, the burnout started. So there was one little break in the hay bales. And there was like a stump in front of it so that like you couldn't drive your bike through the hay bales right so people like just somebody just runs up to the stump front tire against that shit and just cranking it right down into the fucking mud 
That's what they're doing, burn or something? Yeah. So they're doing that in the beginning, right? And then the guy dug the hole so fucking deep that the next person, they could, they had a tough time pushing the bike out of the hole. Right. So then they started getting a board, and they threw a board down, so you'd put your front tire up against the stump. And then and burn then, it on the board. Yeah, yeah. burn it on the board. So that's the way they were doing it from then on. And then, so everybody's fucking lining up. Ron did. Burn, Ron burned out so much he ran out of gas. Jesus I never Christ. seen anybody. Usually people blow the tire. He blew the fucking gas tank. He is fucking killing it with running out of gas at this trip. Yeah, he's having a fucking... <laughs> doing bang-up <laughs> job there, bud. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was a fucking good people, time. people, like, ripping around the field and shit like at Deadbeat? So, people were ripping around a little bit. Um, the fucking... Cody and Kevin from Keebler Customs were ripping around because they built that little... And I, I apologize. I don't know too much about the uh, the dirt bikes and the model names and numbers and all that shit. But uh, just go to their page and check it out. But they had like knobby tires on theirs. Yep. And um, so they they were ripping that thing around, like standing up on the pegs and shit, because it was built for that. Right. So that's a super cool bike to have at that event. Um, yeah, people were driving around because everybody wanted to go up and do burnouts and all that shit. So. It was a good atmosphere, but people weren't like ripping through where people's tents were at, mm. you know, and like because that as Ron, as we found out with Ron's bike, you could you could lose it pretty pretty quick, right? Um, especially because it sprinkled for like a few minutes, so all the grass was nice and wet. Yeah. That'll fucking put you down. So the night was was cool. That's when we got to to meet all those people, you know. I met. Old Tugboat, Emma Not Goldman, um, got to chat more with uh, Worcester Bike Works, and a couple other people whose names I didn't get, which I feel bad. Um, pe- not people that listen to the show, but uh, there were a couple people from West Virginia that came over to talk about Side Chick. They saw it up in there, and they were asking questions about that because they had an excess as well. And yeah, it was just cool connecting with everybody. And that's when I got to meet uh, Jeff from Douche LaRouche, too. This is, we were all sitting around the fire and just happened to make that connection based off of uh, hearing the words New Hampshire and recognizing the voice, which is still that's blows awesome. my mind. That's you know? cool. It's crazy because like, it's still just, to me, it feels like you and me in here right. shooting the shit every Tuesday night. But it's Friday, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's crazy to, you know that it reaches as far as it does. And right. we're blessed to have kick-ass listeners like you guys that want to actually chop it up with us that don't aren't sick of our voices by the time you meet us in person it was like, crazy man like obviously me not being there i'm like i was super bummed out like seeing all the videos i was like this sucks we missed you brother like, it was crazy i was like this is these guys are fucking killing out there and then like but like seeing all the notifications coming in one after another after another like my phone i was like i had to turn my volume off my phone but I was, like, so happy. I'm, like, this is fucking crazy. How many people... And, like I said, I wouldn't open them because I wanted you to be able to see them. But I right. could get, like, an abbreviation of what they're saying. Yeah, you, it gives you the, the... And they're, like, hey, I'm going to be there, like, giving ETAs and, like, saying they want to meet you and all this stuff. And I was, like, it just blows my mind that so many people are reaching out and, like, wanting to make sure they had time to come chat with you and all that shit. So, it super appreciate that. Well, I remember when, when I first started building this bike and I didn't know anybody Mm. and I would go to like swap meets and I didn't even know who to talk to or what to ask for. And, you know, 
And then once I get started going to chopper events, it was kind of the same thing. You go to these events and like people have booths and people know the people in the booths and they're right. talking with their friends and they're like, you know, everybody it's, looks like they're having a good time and you're like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And you, like, you don't have a place or a home. That's Not like that how, the events aren't. That's how I felt at but. the first event we did last year at Full Speed Ahead. It's, yeah, perfect and, like, we were example. super fresh on the like the podcast thing and like. I remember we had, I mean, it wasn't terrible. We had, like, five or six people, like, hanging out with us. Right. But it's, like, now it's almost not even worth bringing merch to the shows because nobody can get to our fucking booths. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Because, like, we have so many people coming over, which is great. I absolutely love that. But it's just crazy to see how much going on a year now, how fucking drastic of a dent that we've put in this fucking thing. Dude, it's absolutely nuts. Can't give enough shout-outs to you guys in the Ohio area and the people that were just coming in from whatever area for the show. Like, I've never felt so welcomed Mm. at an event. I felt like I was going back to my hometown, I swear to God, driving in there, like, snapping a picture of, like, posting to the story what what exit we're at, and everybody's like, fuck yeah, dude, you guys are so close, can't wait to fucking kick it with you at the show. It's like, I never knew it was going to be like this when we started this show. Yeah, it just absolutely blows my fucking mind. It's crazy. Yeah. Keep doing that, guys. Now I can't go to show without it. <laughs> Seriously. I'll be like, nobody wants to talk to me. This fucking blows. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. You guys fucking rock. The show was killer. I I was... It was worth the drive and then some. Right. The We ended up... I stayed up till, like, midnight... And then me and my old lady hit the hay, and that was, that was, at at that point, it wasn't too fucking wild. I actually felt like the night was perfect. Right. Like, people took a long-ass ride, people were beat, people stayed up, definitely stayed up later than I did, but, and then, I've, of course, it's not a chopper event unless somebody's like, you know what would be funny and has never been done before? If I do a burnout at 3 a.m. Right. When everyone's asleep. Wouldn't that be hysterical? Wouldn't that be the first time anyone ever heard someone do this? So two different people did that at different times. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, you expect it. You know right. you know what's going to happen and someone's having the time of their life. And you're like, okay. It's, it's around three. It's around four. You know, like clockwork. But um, aside from that, it didn't get too shitty. Especially not in our area where we were over... Um, and like one of the corners of the field, the corner that filled up faster than anything else is where everybody came when they first pulled in. Right. So I really thought that it was going to get fucked up over there and people would be like lighting off firecrackers near the tents and all kinds of crazy shit. But they didn't. And uh, I don't mind that at all. Right. <laughs> I had a fucking great time and still got a little bit of sleep. <clears throat> what do you think is... Hmm, I don't want to say that. What's, like, the top moment of the whole trip for you? I would say riding with Ron and Nick over to the show. Yep. Pulling up. This was That was the first time that I got to do two things. It's the first time I got to ride with those guys, mm-hmm. which was awesome because... I think I've been I've been working on my bike so much since we met them that I don't think I've ever had a chance to ride the chop with them. And uh, just getting to roll like peg to peg right. down the fucking highway that I didn't want to fucking be on. 
uh, was fucking, <laughs> it was epic. It felt great. And then to be able to pull up to the show and like, you know, people are taking pictures and you're fucking riding up on the, the bike that you built. There's just no better feeling than that. Especially when I was, you know, I brought it out there without thinking that I was going to be riding it that weekend. Right. And then we're fucking rolling it to the show. And I was like, wow, this is the top of the fucking world. I didn't even care at that point when the headlight was blown and I, and I wasn't going to be able to ride it home. Didn't even give a shit. Like, nothing could spoil the weekend. Right. After that moment. I was like, this is fucking perfect. That's badass. Yeah. That is awesome. It was a good-ass time. I would not trade it for anything. But, uh, yeah, that ride home was definitely long. That's always the tough part about traveling for shows and shit. That the way out's not terrible because, like, you're pumped up. You can't wait to get there. You know good times in store. Right. People that, are blowing up the page. People right. are like, woo, we're going to fucking kill it this weekend. Yeah. But nobody's, like, blowing up the page on the way home. Like, how's New Hampshire? What yeah. exit are you at? Seriously. You're just like, uh. Like, you're drained from partying all weekend, and then you get a long-ass ride. It's tough the way home. It is. It's a tricky one. But, again, it was, it's just cool to have friends that are involved in these events all over the place. Because, like we said in the beginning, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd have been at this if we didn't have people that were building bikes for it. So, that part's super fucking cool. And we're looking forward to meeting more of you motherfuckers. Yeah. After this, now I want to meet all everybody that listens to this show. So you can count on us to anytime we're going somewhere, you guys are going to know about it. For if sure. we're going to be in your area, even if we're just in your area for something else, you know, we'll throw something out there. We'll make sure you know that we're coming by because we want to know all the people that are fucking listening. For sure. Hopefully this story fucking gets people amped up and makes them make the decision to come to Deadbeat. Yes, dude, come to it's Deadbeat. It's going to be worth the travel. I promise you, you will not have a bad time be at that show we're gonna be fucking blasting that fucking i got my horses in the back song we are all fucking weekend the podcast is playing all weekend (laughs) (laughs) we're starting at fucking episode two (laughs) oh my god yeah right not starting episode one fuck that shit but yeah definitely fucking make it to debbie it's gonna be a blast i promise you we will have a low life island that is gonna be a real fucking thing and yeah, come fucking tear it up, Liz. If you need information on it, hit us up. We can get you set up with fucking any information you need. You need a place to stay. We can tell you all the local fucking hotels where it's good to stay. Come the night before. We'll fucking take you out. Show you what's up. So hit us up, motherfuckers. I love it. Cool. Well, before we go any further here, let's take a quick minute to shout out. Good old lowbrow motherfucking customs. Lowbrow. They have all the parts you need for the road ahead since 2004. That's a long motherfucking time. Yeah. What were you doing in 2004? Starting college. Or no, starting high school. Not a fucking clue. Damn. Long time. So they've been in the game. They're the motherfucking OGs. They've been doing this forever. They've got events and how-to vids on YouTube. That's uh, youtube.com slash lowbrowcustoms. Check that shit out. They got some fucking quality content. Got all those fancy cameras. 
putting together all those nicely cut videos that I love. They got parts and gear. Instagram is at Lowbrow Customs. If you need cool fab shit, they got cool fab shit. If you got some fucking fenders to mount and you don't have bungs or tabs or all the fucking little things that you don't think about, they've got it all. And if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to their episode on the podcast. Uh, It's called Milwaukee Murderer. So check that shit out. And And if anything, I don't think you will find another company that has their hands in so much shit. Like, these guys are involved, I guarantee, in every show that you've been to, one way or another. I guarantee it. Tyler is all about the grassroots shit. He loves the fucking culture. He wants to do anything he can to fucking support it, so. For sure, for sure. So, shout out to them. And then also, Babes, Bikes, and Motherfucking Beards. (laughs) Motherfucking Beards. Motherfucking Beards. (laughs) Good old Amy Lynn Arrington, who we just fucking spent the weekend with. Great group of people. If you didn't catch it earlier in the episode, these motherfucking B3 girls rode out from Boston to Ohio in a fucking pack. So if you want to be part of that kind of cool-ass shit that they got going on, check them out. At Babes, Bikes, and Beards on Instagram. They got a Slack channel where they talk about the rides that they've got going on. And hashtag B3 Bat Signal. If you want to follow that and get updates on when people are doing some impromptu shit. Great group of people, guys and girls. But uh, if you know a girl who's considering getting into riding, but she's a little nervous to take the plunge, uh, link her up with the B3 girls because they are a super fucking tight-knit community. And they're just the type of people to give them a hand. Their first bike night is next month. Oh, shit. In June, I don't have the fucking date. It's summer, motherfuckers. It's summer, motherfuckers. <laughs> B3 starts doing events, you know, it's officially fucking summer. I just got back from a bike event, and I almost got caught off guard to hear that there was a bike night already. <laughs> I don't know how that makes sense in my brain, but... Yeah, and like I said earlier in the episode, B3 will be the ones leading that uh, charity ride we're going to do for my mother-in-law, so watch out for that. I'm sure they'll be talking about that once we have all the fucking details. Awesome. And then one more quick shout-out to Zarkin Fruits Magazine. If you guys hasn't, haven't checked it out, Killer Fucking Magazine, highlighting all the cool shit that you guys know and love and a bunch of the shit that you didn't even know was going on around you and around the country. So check, check out Zarkin Fruits. That's Z-A-R-K-I-N. And Fruits is spelled F-R-O-O-D-S. Check them out on Instagram and also follow Manimal. That's the guy that runs it. Cool fucking zine. Full color. I think they're on issue number four right now. Yep. So. Fun fact. They just started fucking working with Chop Cult. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. I would like to hope that we had something to do with it. Hopefully. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just seeing that they linked up. Uh, Chop Cult was running an ad for him on uh, ChopCult.com. So. Super fucking cool. I love it. Before we close out. Let's take a quick minute to update these people on the Welding Tips and Tricks YouTube channel. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Let's update these people on uh, what's good with the bikes right now. And I've been hearing way too much of my own voice, so let's start with you. Um, So, still working on the fucking snapshot. I thought I had the part 
the ball and ramp set up. Yep. Um, so you got the ball and ramp. I got it. Uh, actually, one of the listeners, sorry, I do not have the fucking name written down in front of me. Super sorry. Um, the part that he said, it was just a little bit too worn out. So the actual bearings inside of it were falling out once I assembled it. Fuck. So couldn't use that. I mean, I could have made it fucking work, but it would have been a headache down the road if one of those balls fucking bolt bearings popped out while I'm riding. So True. Um, I already had another one on order. That fat man, Custom Motors, ordered for me. Hell yeah. And um, so just waiting for that. It's actually at a shop. So I just got to get together with him, see when I can link up with him, grab that. Um, once that is together, there's really not too much shit to do. So what's this business about the carburetor? Um, so... What do you have on there now, and what what's good with it? Like, is it? I got the SNS Super E on the bike now. It's a eight eighty three. It. It's a popular one. Yeah, it's a stock sporty eight eighty three. Okay. So you can make them work, but they're fucking finicky as hell because it's a small fucking motor. Um, can't get the bike to fire. <laughs> it's all wired, by the way. It does turn over. It cranks. But it's just not... I can't get it to fucking fire. I got the smallest jet test and that's makes in it right now. Huh. So, I'm trying to just do away with that and just go to a CV card because I know that'll run it. Sure. Um, so, I think I have a deal worked out with Badfish, actually. He has a CV card and he's trying to go to uh, Super E for his FXR. So, I think we may have a deal worked out for that. And then, um, I do need to find a manifold... For the fucking sporty that'll fit a CV car. So if somebody's holding one and wants to sell it, fucking uh, hit me up on my inbox and I'll pay, pay you some fucking money. Um, other than that, I just have to rebuild the brake reservoir for the rear, which is super easy, 20 minutes max. Perfect. Um, put that new carb on, put the new ball and ramp. But that's super easy. It's not like as entails I make it sound. Like it's. It's 20 minutes, putting the fucking thing in and then putting the primary case back on. And that's it. The bike's done after that. <laughs> it's literally, it's ready to ride after that, so. Damn, dude, it's like so close. Mm. Oil's pumping, too. Everything's feeding. Yep. Yep. Everything, like I said, everything is done except for those fucking three small things. Um, I'm just trying not to rush it because I don't want to get it fucked up later on down the road, so. Yeah, you don't want to be on the side of the road either on the way to fucking deadbeat. Right. So, it's killing me. I want to fucking ride. I've been building that bike now for almost a year and a half. So, it does, it definitely stresses me the fuck out. (laughs) But it's getting there. It's almost done. Uh, The FXR. Yeah, dude, what's good with that that one? Literally, I could be riding that thing tomorrow if I wanted to. I just have to wire in that fucking new starter relay. It's like... Ten minutes worth of work, <laughs> but I'm just so wrapped up in the stepchild. Like I don't want to ride. It sounds fucking retarded because I could be riding the FXR. It's still a nice bike. It's a great bike actually, and I just don't care to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got my sights set on the stepchild, and I'm actually afraid a little bit because when I got the hood rat, I started riding that, and I just pushed the stepchild aside, which is why it's taken me almost a year and a half now. I mean, that's a, that's a Normal amount of time, I feel like. Well, I mean, there was a good solid 
feel like a fucking idiot saying this too, but there was probably four months during the summer last year where I did not even touch the stepchild. I just, I got the hood rat and I rode that bitch every fucking day. And I was like, yeah, I'll get back to the stepchild eventually. So I don't want to <laughs> repeat that with the FXR. So I'm kind of just leaving that off to the side until I at least get the stepchild put back together and running on its own fucking power. Even if I have to still like tweak everything, then I'll move on to the FXR. But until the stepchild is running, I refuse to touch the FXR. I feel like that's, that's fair. You want to just get that thing on the road. Right. Because you don't want to, route to be rolling on the, the stock FXR when right. you could have been on the chop. Yep. And it's so fucking close, too. Yeah, it's really close. And I want to get that done because I want to fucking finish putting my garage together. Anybody that's running my garage is like, what the fuck is going on here? Tornado it, coming Yeah, here? it legit looks like a fucking tornado. There's shit everywhere because I moved in and then immediately started working on my bike. So half my tools are put away. Half of them are on the floor, half of them are on the bench, half of them are still at my fucking dad's house. It's a mess. So what do you got planned? Like, what do you need to get the shop to where it needs to be? Do you need more, like, shelving units and, like, tool um, carts, or do you have everything? I have, see, that's the thing is I have the tool cart. I just haven't set it up to be able to put tools in it. Like, I just need to drill holes, and I can stop putting my tools in that, like, frequently used tools. Yeah. Um, I have a huge bench in my shop. Which just has sockets and ratchets and wrenches and fucking Torx bits. <laughs> They're fucking everywhere. So it's like I can't find anything. It's a fucking, it's a nightmare. I just need time. Yeah. And right now I don't have that. But my plan is to finish those two bikes. The FXR is not getting anything but just running this year. And then um, completely go through my shop and finish setting up how I want. Get it usable. And then jumping into the C10 build. Um... Actually, shout out to fucking Maddie, Fosmobile. I hit him up. Well, I went to swap me with him. He was talking about having a couple of engine stands. And uh, so I hit him up last night and see if he wanted to sell one. And he gave me a smoking deal on an engine stand and a 350, which is a small block motor for a Chevy. So I got a 350 off him, and I'm going to build a uh, 383 Stroker for... My C10 should be like 420 horsepower or something. Jesus. So that's my next project after these two bikes are run. Dude, that's fucking sick. Yeah. I'm going fucking balls deep in the C10. That way that's done and I can concentrate on a full FXR build this winter. It's going to be a good winter, man. Mm. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that C10 done, too. It's going to yeah. be sick. That thing is... <laughs> I feel like the fucking... Like a rock star in that thing. Every time I go anywhere, everybody's like, nice fucking truck. Like, I was just in the parade yesterday in my town that I live in. And um, it was weird because my boss, he was like, drive your truck. Because I got a red truck and all my tow trucks are red. So I just drove that in, like, the front of the pack. And people were fucking absolutely loving it. It was taking it. Yeah, it runs super rich because I need to rebuild the car. But, uh... People loved it. They're like, that's the fucking smell of America. It just smells fucking terrible. That is the smell of America. Yeah, it smells terrible. Exhaust fumes and fucking running way too rich. But it sounds like a fucking straight drag car because it's got a good chunky cam in it and shit. But It's aggressive, man. Yeah. So, tons of projects. Not enough time. That's it. Nice, man. That's what I, I like it. On. It's a lot going on. Yeah, it's that's, that's no that's no small task right that's there. Real, that's my problem is I get two fucking balls deep into shit. I got a full XS650 that's in fucking pieces. 
that I have. Yeah, I feel like you, you're not even allowed to talk about that one yeah. at this point. Like, I don't that's even so want to, like, far yeah, down the road. I don't even want to think about that thing. Yeah. So that's going to be just like a tinkering thing when I get sick of whatever I'm building. Jump over that, do a little bit, go back to what I'm doing. I'll buy the mechanical advance off you. Tell you what. <laughs> you don't need that for a while, right? Yeah, I don't need that fucking thing. You'll put my junkie one back on there. We'll see how I'm sure this one's not much better. <laughs> it's probably not. <laughs> Both smoked. Fuck <laughs> it. So, update-wise, I did enough talking about the bike. You guys know what the deal is. The advance is weird. The timing is off. I throw the timing light on it, and it reads like it's way beyond advance. It's like 30 degrees more advanced than where the advanced thing is. What the fuck? And that's with the timing fully retarded. Wow. As far as it can go. So the only thing I can think is mechanical advance ain't working. So I'm going to look into that. If anybody knows anything about that, feel free to hit me up. But I'm just going to do my homework. And once I have more specific questions, I can come back later. Uh, We could throw it out to people. In the meantime, though, it's everybody's favorite hour. We're going to talk about some welder shit. Mm -hmm. So... Shout out to Caleb Denton, fucking talented ass builder. I was super pumped when he came on here and talked about how he had the same AHP welder that I had just ordered. Uh, I since got mine in, and I think I got a bad one. I cannot get it to weld without porosity, no matter how much cleaning to shiny bright metal and wiping with acetone and turning up my gas coverage I do. I even bought a gas lens from WeldingTipsAndTricks.com. Uh, number eight gas lens and pumped my CFH all the way up to fucking 30. And I just can't get that shit to run without getting porosity in it. And then today I tried it with some aluminum. Does not run AC at all. Cannot get a bead going for the life of it. So something's fucked up. I don't know what the deal is. I already contacted them. And unfortunately, it's going to be going back. I will say their customer service team does reach out and they are willing to talk to you and they kind of just say, you know, well, send us some pictures. You send them the pictures and they tell you it looks like bad gas coverage. And I say, I fucking know (laughs) I get it. And what can I do about it? And, you know, they go through the basic stuff, turn your gas up, try different gas lens, all the, all the stuff, tighten your collet body. Um, but I couldn't get it. And it'd be one thing if this was the only welder, but, I run all these welders at work all day, and it's like I troubleshoot those. I've had issues. I've been able to get over it, and there's just something weird with this one that I can't figure out. So, unfortunately, the AHP is going back. I'm going to be getting, by the time you guys hear this, I'll already have, um, I picked up a Miller Maxstar 161 STL. So, it does stick, TIG, and lift arc. Uh, uh, Lift arc TIG, that is. So... That one is going to be for portable, uh, portable work. Uh, for the ferrofabrication side of things, there's, I've already gotten a couple calls from people on some ads about needing me to come to their house to fix something. One guy had like a broken railing that he needed fixed, and then somebody else had a exhaust that needed to be welded, but it was attached to some other big fucking piece, and they didn't couldn't get it over here. So I decided to pick up a mobile rig that runs on 120 and 240. And that uh, STL kind of fit the bill. I figured after having bad luck with the AHP, I'm going to give name brand a try. We run all Millers at work. Spent more than, you know, you would want to on a mobile rig. But 
I've already tried the cheaper route, so we'll see how that goes. By the time you guys hear this on Friday, I will be welding away with that little 161. So on next week's episode, I'll give you an update on that machine and let you know if it's worth more than the AHP. Fucking ain't right. Yeah, buddy. And so, if you need something welded, hit your boy up. Yes. So what is your, uh, what's the next plan of attack for the XS? Where are you going with it? Mechanical advance. Just I'm going to replace it. One. Yep. Just pop try a new one in there. For that. See what happens. Because yeah. when I had the electronic advance in there, it was, uh, the timing lined up perfect. And then all of a sudden it didn't run because I think the ignition went and the electronic advance was broken. Right. Like it shook so much that the case cracked. It's just not, it's not a good design to have that, that like little blue box. It's like a little plastic blue box and it just, it's really fragile. So it shook itself to death. So I decided I'd go back to mechanical advance, but it doesn't seem like it's working properly. Uh, they sell new ones like replacement, like uh, not old stock, but like newly machined stock from that Mike's XS site. Yeah. Uh, the dude we were set up next to at Wild Rabbit. Fuck, the name the escapes guy? me. Yeah. He's from Montana. Got that fucking badass XS Desert Razor fucking. Yeah, he set a land speed record for three days with that thing, and he said he had gotten the brand new mechanical advance from Mike's XS. Yeah, and that's what he had in there when he set the record. So he might hit up his fucking Iron Squid. He's like a beast with like the vintage like stock shit. (laughs) Oh yeah, actually, shout out to Iron Squid. My little brother just bought uh, his rear wheel. Oh, no shit. Yeah, Tony's going disc. So my little brother, uh, Green Cholula, has a uh, it excess as well, a 1980, that has a plate on it that says 1979, because the guy he bought it from was <laughs> really wanted it to be a 79, but it wasn't. <laughs> really wanted it so bad. But uh, so that, he, he uh, his drum brake got all fucked up, he came over to do like a quick thing on it, and then one thing snapped, and then... Once that thing snapped, then the whole thing didn't work right anymore, and it never did much anyway. So he's going to go disc. So Squid had a one of the mag rear wheels that was disc from the factory. Yeah. So we're going to pop that in there, same spacing, no confusing shit to do. His bike's already black, so the black mag is going to look fine on the back. Nice. And we'll get him set up with a new brake situation. You should do that same thing. I do want to do it. You don't run a front brake, right, on that? I do have a front brake on this huh. one, but I, I want to go disc in the back, too. Right. I would have done it already if it wasn't a mag. Fuck it. It just, like, on a, on a blue bike, a black mag wheel would be... Paint it. Powder coat it. It's just money. Yeah. I got too much money tied up in fucking welding spray shit. Paint. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I might. They, they could spray paint it yeah. and deal with it for, for a season. Yep. Nicked and Chipped is listening to this right now like, oh, my God, you, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking spray paint it. <laughs> uh, shout out to those guys, by the way. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. I gave them a fucking uh, invader wheel, and apparently it's turning into a fucking nightmare. <sighs> so we'll see how that goes. Great guys. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were cool to hang out with for the weekend. They're fucking awesome. I can't wait to hang out with them again. It's been a while. I'm excited for the bachelor party. Yes. That's going to be a good time. It's going to be a blast. Ron will be there, for sure. Nice. I think Nick said he's going to be there, too. Fingers crossed. Fucking better be. 
He heard it here first. Better get there, motherfuckers. He don't fucking dead me. Love it. I'll put you on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where it's at. I would take it from Tony's bike if I could, but he has a 1980 and they don't have that. Oh shit! They have a TCI. It's a whole different ignition system, 80 to 84. Right. I think that's what Squid has too. Sucks. He's got two though. Two XS's? Yeah, he's got a white one and I think a black one, maybe. Oh, shit. I actually heard he might be selling the other one. I don't know. I wonder if he's selling the advance off it. I doubt it, but... <laughs> I mean, hit him up. He's probably got fucking parts stocked up like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. If he doesn't, I'm sure he knows where to get it. Well, Squid, you'll have already heard from me by the time you hear this episode. I doubt it. <laughs> if you haven't, just hit him up. <laughs> no, I need it. I need to make it happen. Because uh, that's the last thing. Everything else about that bike ran mint. That's Besides awesome. timing. So, she's good. She's ready for the summer. That is awesome. Yeah, even in her current state, she's ready for the summer. I cannot wait to say that. Any minute now. Fuck. Give it time. But for the time being, we're going to wrap this shit up so we can get Loctite back to working on his bike. Yep. And I can get back to finding parts for my bike. Back to the crack jack. Let's do it. All right, motherfuckers. Respect your chopper elders and talk about fucking welders. Yes. Oh my god What do you got for these people? It's Friday motherfuckers Whether broken God (laughs) That was terrible Don't just do it in one take The way I said it I was like that doesn't make sense Do it again (laughs) It's Friday motherfuckers Whether it's a broken welder or a broken bike Don't give up the fight The finish line is still in fucking sight Oh shit (laughs) That was like a haiku
Knees thin, thin, toes deep, broke pieces Jesus made a thesis, I'm a G I'm a weakness, like the weekends or the freemans I beg your pardon, it's you the rumors that they start to make us break apart Assuming it influence all a sudden change your heart Divorce and court and take over with the whole thing Mind them that they know, man no way you dig if ever I decide to cut my hair like April did Like Jada Smith, I probably walk around no day with it Okay, you lame, I'm A-OK -okay with it Might take the vip around my whole way Mind them that they know, man Cause you know, man You know, man